And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Welcome to another edition of The Barbecue Show. Edition uh, two of 2024. That's right. Wow. See, once again, nothing but fresh content for you folks. By the way, (laughs) uh, The Barbecue Show brought to you by... Your name here. Oh, yes, sorry. That's all right. Uh, stunt and Jake, that's Stunt to my left. And that's Jake right in front of me here. Did we cover all the bases? we check all the I boxes? I think there? we checked them all off. Yeah. Just to be clear, when I said you, I mean, it's open for advertising. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us a call or reach out to us on social media like Instagram and the Facebook. That's right. Using the BBQ show. Except easy and that simple. Hey, uh, super excited today because we've got a guest. Uh, we're guest intensive in 2024. Uh, this guest, however, is going to talk beer. There you go. You know, I like me some beer, uh, which is kind of cool. This is, uh, uh, what's his name, Mark Opta. Yes, that's right. From the uh, Mankato Craft, Craft beer, beer Expo. That's what it is, Craft Beer Expo. How is it that at something so easy we can screw up so easily? Uh, who is the we? Me. <laughs> Me. That was me. You know what I didn't screw up last Hi, week? It's Can me. I tell you quickly? I'm the problem. It's me. You know what you not screw up? Uh, vegetables on the grill. <sighs> right? Uh, April had some sort of hang, uh, some sort of thing on both of us because I grilled zucchini with my steaks last week you and weren't? phenomenal. Yeah. They were uh, they were awesome. What else? Did you, uh, so you did the zucchini. What else? Because we got to cover our bases. You know, what did we cook last? Yeah, week? yeah. Uh, I made steaks one day. We made chicken one day and uh, ribs on Saturday right. on Sunday for the Vikings game. And we just had salads with ribs, but we had peppers ready for cream cheese and everything else. We just didn't get to it. There's a limit where you go like I, I don't know what else we can do. <laughs> I don't know how many more vegetables I can have. I can, I've only had so many my entire life, and now I'm yeah. trying to do so much. I did. Uh, we're gonna next week. We're gonna talk about. Um, winter grill maintenance because yeah. I'm having an issue with my flat top and I think it has to do with winter and, and maintenance and overuse and such. Uh, and it won't light. I oh. can get it lit if I take the, the flat top off. The actual cast iron? And then hit it with a torch. But so I think I'm having a regulator issue or I'm having a spider issue because sometimes spiders will get up into your tubes and build a little nest this time of year when they're looking for a place to hide out. And then, so I don't know, I got to go through it with a fine tooth comb, but it's about to get cold and snowy, which means a lot of pizza being ordered at my house, maybe. So we'll work <laughs> yeah, on this that weekend's definitely been a test for some who like to grill outdoors, that's for sure. But uh, we'll man up and, and find a way. There you go. Uh, I did, I had uh, meat sweats this weekend, bad, because Saturday, <laughs> My, I had two Wagyu's New York strips. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I was like, let's do those Wagyu's. And my wife goes, well, we I found this chunk of prime rib. <laughs> let's throw it on. And I go, well, we can do that. And she goes, well, it's still kind of frozen. I go, it's not that. Fr- I can cut it into steaks. And I <laughs> cut into five steaks. And so I did two Wagyu's and five prime rib steaks. Oh, my goodness. On Saturday night. And then Sunday, I did two racks of spare ribs on the smoker. Oh, boy. And it was, yeah, like I said. And then, you know, Brussels sprouts yep. and all the normal vegetables and the uh, mushrooms covered in butter and wine, like we talked about, and all the usual stuff. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. So it sounds really good. It was really good. Anyway, we, uh, we uh, you know, we know how to do it. So, but uh, listen, do what you guys do too. And uh, ship us pictures and put them out there on Facebook and Instagram so we can see them. And, and we'd love to chat with you about that stuff. Speaking of chatting, uh, our guest, Mark, all the way from Arizona to talk beer and barbecue pairings. That's right. We'll do that when we return on the barbecue show. You're listening to the barbecue show and we'll be right back with more. And now, back to the barbecue show with Stunt and Jake. 
right, welcome back to the barbecue show. As promised, uh, Stunt and Jake. And Stunt, be so kind as to introduce our special guest from out of town today. Absolutely. Mark, you own the uh, Mankato Craft Beer Expo that's coming to town this weekend. And I thought it was kind of cool to have you in and talk about how, you know, there's so many beers out there. And obviously, craft beers are the big thing right now. But what pairs with what and kind of tie it into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, beer, it's the universal language of uh, food parents, right? <laughs> absolutely. Like, no matter what you're uh, cooking, whether it's barbecue or anything else, there's a beer out there. You just got to know which ones to pair. And I think that's a big thing about it is that, uh, it's, I mean, it's like the fancy wines that people talk about matching with different cheeses or whatever else. Yeah. This is uh, something a more common man drink, probably. Absolutely. And I, I would say, actually... A little bit easier to kind of go all over the place with it, right? There's not one beer that goes with a specific food pairing, whereas with wine, it's a little bit more specific. Right, exactly. That makes sense, yeah. What did you do? I mean, backtrack first and say, uh, talk about the Craft Beer Expo. Like, how did that get started? How did you end up finding this and making this a thing for your career? Well, yeah, uh, way back in 2008, my buddy Juno and I, we... Uh, we, we were just, he was running a homebrew shop. I was running a liquor store up in St. Paul. Okay. We went to a beer fest that was lackluster, and there was only a couple in Minnesota. So we started with the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest back in 2009. Okay. And then we went to St. Cloud, and then we went to Rochester. And when we were in Rochester, uh, Tim Tupi from Mankato Brewery and Jason Casino from Tau Distributing, they were at the event pouring for Mankato Brewery, and they said, how do we get one in Mankato? And I said, well, int- introduce me to the right people. Yeah. Vouch for me. And let's go, you know, you and, go. and that's exactly what happened. And so, you know, 11th annual coming up this weekend. How crazy is that? It's been 11 years. Oh, it's amazing how fast that. time flies. It really is. And then now it's something that people look forward to as well. It's on people's calendars every year to be like, this is where we're going. This is the weekend we're doing it. And make sure somebody has the kids under control because we're going to be out of the house. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially with Mankato's being in January. We just got done with all the holidays. People have been traveling everywhere. It's freezing cold, right? Yeah, just <laughs> and, for this. Uh, and so what a perfect excuse to go to the... Convention center and drink some beer inside with your friends. Have absolutely. a great time. Awesome live music. It's yeah. a fun day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I know folks that get a hotel and because uh, oh. the timing of the event is perfect. You know, with the with the the general mission is what three to six. Yep. And so you know you're done at six and like, well, look at me downtown. <laughs> uh, let's go. There you are. <laughs> it just sort of it just sort of works. Just keep out really on nice. going. Yeah. 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 You've got all of downtown. To go out and you know enjoy all those restaurants and bars, but you've also got the Mankato State hockey team playing right at seven o'clock. So. Yeah, they're playing this weekend as well. So do a, a little doubleheader. Exactly. Yeah, that was nice. It makes everybody a little bit louder when you get to the hockey game too. That's, probably that's a heck of a <laughs> yep. pregame for sure. Uh, let me ask you this, Mark. I'm always curious because you know it seems like with everything there's trends, and uh, craft beer went through a big trend and it kind of blew up, and then everybody was making beer in their kitchen and in their garage, and then they were starting their own little micro brews everywhere. Uh, have you? seen a decline at all or is it continuing to maintain is it up and down or what's 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 the beer industry look like i mean the beer industry some would say it's maybe on the downward side of it okay. but really i think the truth of it is that there's just so many more breweries you know every yeah. week there's a new brewery popping up we Two just opened up uh, just recently here in southern minnesota yeah st peter we yep. stopped yep. in for one on the way here um and just a great check venue. place out great space beautiful space yep but there's just so many more breweries so now that pie's got to get spread even more right so i don't know how far down it really is okay i think that some of the people who have been around for a long time are maybe on a decline because they've got to share that pie with so many other people. Right. Yeah, right. I guess it did. It, you know, I mean, even when you look at like uh, domestic, what I would call standard beers, you know, like your Budweiser's and yeah, Miller's yeah. and whatever, even they have only so many products. I mean, you see them kind of like introduce a, like, you don't see, what it, was it, Bud Ice? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm, I'm aging myself. them for a while. Yeah, you don't see maybe that. Maybe they're still even. out there even. I don't know. I guess there's just only so much beer that uh, can be consumed, huh? 
Absolutely. Yeah, it works out well. Um, what is it? I mean, what? Is, how do you break down the different types of beer? Because, like, I'm a basic. When it comes to beer, I'm a basic guy. You know, I'm like, give me a high life, and I'm happy. Um, whereas, you know, other people really, really get into a heavier IPA and some of the different uh, different t- types, and they like the hops, and they like the the, the ambers and the whatevers. Uh, how do you how do you break those down into different categories? Well, I don't have to do it because there's this great program called the Beer Judge Certification Program <laughs> that has already done that. So any homebrew competition, any uh, national or international beer competition, they use these uh, beer guidelines, right? okay. the beer style guidelines. Sure. So uh, you go. You mentioned IPA. Well, right. there's about 15 different IPAs. Really? So that category would be, you know, now I'm going to get called out for this because I'm not calling out the right number, but 15A, 15B, 15C. Right. There's so many categories, even within a single category. Wow. Um, My goodness. So lucky for me, someone's already done that, and we can just pull that up. They got a nice app, the BJCP app, and uh, it'll tell you everything you want to know. Okay, Where well, that, go? That, that, that's pretty slick. So. Is, that, is that a class you had to take then to be a, with, is there a class, or how does that become a thing? Yep, it's a, it's a class and then a test. Okay. Yep. That's really cool. So I would imagine um, all the beers have a different uh, complexity to them, if that's the right word. I don't know. For sure. But (laughs) I think it's one of those things that uh, you have two options with with most foods. Is like you're going to either kind of try to marry it and try to have it play into itself and kind of accentuate the flavors that are there, or you're going to go the other direction and you're going to want to try to cut those other flavors so that you're balancing them out, right? Mm, right? So if you're eating barbecue, for example, really, really fatty meat, like a brisket or something like that, you probably want to have like an IPA or something that's got some bitterness to kind of cut that. Sure. But if you were having just a pulled pork sandwich with kind of a standard original barbecue sauce, that's going to be a little more sweet, like a brown ale or porter or something like that, that's going to kind of accentuate the, even like an amber lager, like Shell's Amber, mm-hmm. would be great with a pulled pork sandwich with some right. sauce on there because it's just accentuating those nice, sweet caramel flavors. So that's what, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is having one either is going to go with it and, and, and I want to say marry with it almost like just have that yep. then or the other thing. So when you, it's, it's either it's a it's a choose a choice of whoever's actually enjoying the beer, I suppose. Yeah. And I mean, I've said this for I mean, I've been in the beer industry almost 20 years. At the end of the day, you can go to anybody, you can Google all you want on what's the best thing to pair with whatever. First and foremost, drink what you like. Right. Right. Sure. I mean, I would definitely want people to experiment. That's the whole point of coming to my craft beer expo, right? That's the point of our show. Yeah. However, at the same time, like know what you like and, and trust that that's going to go with whatever you're eating right. as well. Yeah. It's always fun to go with different folks who, um, I got, I got friends who enjoy just Bud Lights all day long. Yeah. And I got friends who try every craft beer on the menu every time. And then right. if we go to a restaurant, this is why we wanted to talk to you and have you on too. Cause if we go to a restaurant What's the choices? I mean, so if you're having a pulled pork sandwich. Now we know what to kind of look for. If you're having a uh, barbecue chicken sandwich, what would you do with that? Yeah, I mean, I might look for something that is maybe a little more, I maybe go for like a summit oatmeal stout. Something's going to be a little dry, but have a little bitterness in there. Because barbecue stout's going to have a little bit of sweetness from the sauce, or a barbecue chicken. It's going to have some sweetness from the sauce, but then there's not a whole lot with the chicken. So if you don't... Uh, keep something pretty plain and dry like this oatmeal stout, you might just wash it all out. Right. Okay. That's that's a great way to describe chicken too. I mean, it, well, I mean, I'm in all seriousness because that's that's more of a delicate, finer meat where you could easily just yeah, yeah plow exactly. right through it. You know, if you're not if you weren't careful. Um, I love the, the the pairing thing. That's that's pretty cool. I'm quite I'm curious on a broader scale. 
Um, and you said drink what you enjoy, and that was kind of that kind of led me to this idea of we see a lot of people that are like, this is what I drink, and I always drink it, and and then do that. And I'm wondering if they're missing the boat on some of the barbecue flavors and some of the complexities of what they're standing out on their patio, putting hours and hours and hours of work and labor and love into. Because when you talk about wine pairings, I think people know like, oh, we're going to go to this fancy restaurant and they're going to serve us this, uh, you know, this uh, this course with this wine and. And they're going to bring us some pheasant, and it's got a different wine, and the fish has a white wine. You know what I mean? Yep. You just know that. Meanwhile, guys like us here in Minnesota are standing out there drinking the same Miller High Life. <laughs> well, we're, whether we're grilling chicken or venison or brisket or you know pulled pork, and I wonder if we're leaving something on the table by not branching out a little more. Um, I mean, I would argue yes, that for sure, but I could also argue against that and say. They're just highlighting the meat, right? They're going after right. accentuating all the meat flavors, maybe the wood characteristic and stuff that they're getting out of whatever pellets or wood chips they're using. Uh, they just want to get all that meat flavor, and they don't want the beer to drown it out or wash it out. They're just going to stick with what they know, right. and then they're going to really dive into that complexity of the meat. All right, that's a, that's a very valid point. I didn't even think of it that way. So, I mean, because that's usually the approach we're taking, and I'm wondering, I was like I said, I'm wondering if, you know, it's like you, you don't hunt, you don't smoke around your hunting dog because it affects their nose. You know, like if you're just out there pounding Marlboro Reds and High Life all day, <laughs> are you are you killing your taste buds? Yeah, I might have a hard time helping you out. <laughs> That's funny. That's, I'm just you know speculating that. Yeah. Song. So well, I like give the, another sandwich. Come on, I want this is fun. Give another sandwich. Oh, okay, I can do that. Uh, let's say, well, you talked about you talked about brisket already, a fatty brisket, but how about like a, a prime rib? Um, something, you know, it's, I guess that's about the same. I mean, not do primer, yep. but it's at that fatty content. It's very it. fatty. You know, again, a IPA liter beef or then, pale maybe. ale, like American pale ale, where maybe it's not as over the top with the hot bitterness or the alcohol uh, by volume, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a little bit more middle of the road as far as the hoppy beers go. Uh, a little cleaner, a little easier to drink. Yep. Yep. What if Jeff's having a salad? What would you recommend for that? Water. Yeah. <laughs> if, if he's eating a salad, he's he's needing a water for sure. He, he's he's eating that salad for a whole other reason. <laughs> Great. Thanks a lot. Uh, well, I'm here the, for you, man. I'm what about? Um, I mean, ribs. Oxtail, ribs. ribs. Gotta go there ribs. we go. Yeah. Ribs. I mean, again, like there, I would go with something on more on the dark side. A brown ale, an oatmeal stout. Um, even like a porter or light, uh, light cream stout would okay. be would be great. Okay, uh, is there any brands that stick out when we talk about this stuff? By the way, is there a brand that, you, that in your that you enjoy that much? I mean, maybe I you mean, don't want to call anybody out either, but no. But like Summit Oatmeal Stout, I think it's one of the best beers that's made in Minnesota. Period. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you can't really go wrong with that beer. It's it's dry. It's light. It's easy to drink. It, you see it in a glass, and it's dark, and it looks really thick, but. It's 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 not. It's, it's, not. it's really easy to drink. Oh, okay, right on. That's that's a valid point. Because like, like I said, a lot of us, like guys like me, who again, I'm simpleman over here in my uh, Miller High Life's, uh, which they're nice because when it's when it's hot, they're they're cold and they're crisp and and they're delicious. But and they kind of go with a little bit of everything. But uh, oatmeal stout, that's interesting. Yeah, I have to try that. Yeah. Um, well, that's all I was going to say before we said ribs. Uh, anything more like the more del- I don't say they're delicate meats, but uh, the new the new trends obviously oxtail or something like um, bone marrow. I mean, there's a lot more complexity. I feel like to those flavors well, we would match those. Well, and I feel like with those, you'd actually want to go back to the lighter side of things. So again, you're able to really get 
some of these flavor profiles that you're not accustomed to having, right? Mm-hmm. Most people are not very well versed in bone marrow. I mean, we're starting to get there because it's a little bit more readily available on menus. But I would go with like something as simple as just like a Kolsch. Okay. You know, um, easy drinking. Uh, you could even go with like a Hefeweizen to give yourself a little... <laughs> Banana character. Hey, you can go cider if you want. Oh, do a cider. Uh, yeah, don't don't some sleep on the cider. ciders. Don't I sleep get it. on the ciders. Yeah, but I think there's some really good ciders out yeah. there. I mean, that category too has gotten so there's wide. Another I mean, it used cider to be, is like 15A, 15B. Like yeah, that, it used same to thing. be just sweet, appley, you know, sweet forward uh, ciders, right? And now you can get them bone dry. You can get them with pear. You can get. I mean, is that crazy? It's awesome how it just takes off. I mean, that's probably the best thing. And this is going off topic on the on the from the beer and the meat, but everybody take this passion in their backyard when the beer craze started. Everybody wanted to make their own beer. Then it got to be crazy and they started doing their own breweries and everything else. And really, it is the exact same thing as the meat because you're spending hours waiting on something either you just destroyed or it was wonderful. And then you got to recreate it again somehow. And it's both are just a little bit more science than you would think it involves. You know, it's not just slapping some stuff together. It takes a little bit more than that. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not baking where you just follow a recipe and put it in the oven and let it go. Right. Absolutely. I've always, always, always had admiration for guys that can brew at home because I tried it. And even with the little, you know, Loser proofs kits. <laughs> They're not loser proof. Way too difficult. I never could get a decent batch, and I and uh, maybe it's because I had too many kids helping or whatever. But it uh, it's there's a there's a there's an art form. It's half art, half science, and half black magic. <laughs> voodoo man. Well, I love that we talk about just how you can compare different things together like that. Because then at the end of the day, like you said, it's experimenting. Because well, we both perked up when you said that right away. Because that's what we talk about. No matter what we talk about on the show, what the recipes are, what we're how you cook it or where you how, whatever you do on your on your grill at the end of the day just experiment with it yeah. well absolutely i mean if you really just wanted the best of the best then there's places out there that you go and you pay a premium and they'll make it for you right because exactly. they, they do it every day of their life right you yep. can go to a production facility for good beer you can go to the best restaurants in the cities or down here in mankato and, and they can make you exactly what you think you want or you can have fun with it and that's that's the point of craft beer barbecuing for sure right yeah mm-hmm. have fun well, if you're not I, having fun, what's the point? I, I couldn't agree more. That's the words I live by, practically. And I think that with the the popularity of the craft beers, and it's, it's gotten to be more artistic, if you will, uh, I think it's also changed the the look of beer. I mean, it used to be most people thought of beer as, you know, tastes great, less filling, you know, all the goofy commercials. And now it's, it's this whole array of things that uh, a lot of people I don't think even opened their eyes to until the last decade and a half or so when it uh, became popular. The main comparison to draw would be back in the day when it was all the yellow fizzy beer and stuff. Drinking beer just meant you were drinking with your buddies. You were out having a good time. You were at the beach or whatever the scenario, right? It meant you were having fun. Where craft beer is more of an experience. Right. 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 And that's where they're seeing a lot more. They're seeing us. They're still seeing that small surgency out there because people are like, we're going out for a night. We're going to stop at this brewery. We're going to drive another 30 minutes to the next brewery in the next town. And we're just going to make a night of it. Absolutely. And that's what people are doing because it is the, the experience piece more than anything else now. 100%. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, one last beer question uh, before we let you run here, Mark. And again, thanks so much for the time. And it's uh, it's fast. I'm, I'm fascinated by this because, you know, I like beer. Um <laughs> Apparently only the Miller High Life. (laughs) No, I like other beers, too. Uh, But, you know, it's the champagne of beers. It is. Uh, If you could go back and trace, like, the popularity right when there was that boom of of the the craft beer, is is there there a beer or a brewery that you would credit to the, you know, 
you know, like Chris Moneymaker, we credit with the poker boom. Sure. You know? uh, is there is there any one beer or brewery where you look back and go, you know, when Jim Cook decided to make Sam Adams, that's when people really thought there was more complexity. I was just going to say that to to beer, or is is there a way you can look back? Yeah, and I mean, that? those are. I mean, Jim Cook. You know, you've got Mark Start rooted Summit. Yeah. Got John McDonald at Boulevard down in Kansas City. You got Larry Bell in Michigan. You know, those guys were the pioneers, kind of the founding fathers of, of what craft beer is. I would now. even say the Shells guys because they've been well, doing it. The Marty's it. for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. But, I mean, those are the founding fathers, right? Yeah. And then there was this research, like, it got big in the 90s and then mm-hmm. it died again. And I think the real reason why it died in the early 2000s is because social media wasn't a thing yet. When it came back up, you know, we started our first beer fest in 2009. I don't think the real boom started till about 2012. Conveniently, 2012 was when social media was really, really taking off. It had already started. Yeah. But it was really, everybody had it at that right. point. Everybody's mom, everything. their grandmas, grandpas, everybody had Facebook or whatever at the time. Yep. And so that really helped these small businesses with no marketing budget be able to use a social media platform to reach all these people that otherwise wouldn't be able to find out about them because they can't afford a, an ad in a magazine or, or mm-hmm. unfortunately, right. radio ads. It's expensive, right? Yep. Things get, things pile up, and especially when you're starting off with a brewery like that. Yeah, it's, so I think social lot. media helped a lot. But yeah. 2012, I think, is when this latest boom happened, and I think conveniently at that time you got a beer like Surly Furious had just come out. Um, I mean, I don't know anybody that wasn't drinking Surly Furious in 20. 10 through 2015, you know, <laughs> yeah. but then they're just, again, so many more breweries popped up. So there was just more options and people get curious. They want to try everything, right? Well, it's one of those things where everybody has their own take on what they're making and there's different, tr- there's different ways to try it because uh, even the new one you talked about on your way down from the airport in St. Peter, I mean, brand new, yeah. it's more of experience. The whole venue itself has got a really nice feel to it. And of course they got their own take on flavors of different beers. Exactly. Well, I think the beer has a little more staying power. Uh, there's a joke we have at our house because uh, uh, my wife loves wineries. And if you know, you travel the countryside, especially here in Minnesota, where we're known for our grapes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you go to these wineries on a Saturday afternoon in the summer, and it's beautiful. And there's a giant chessboard, and there's a guy playing an acoustic guitar, and you have their wine. Like, this is amazing. And then you buy two bottles, you take it home, and you open it two weeks later, and you go, whoo. Ooh, who brought the Kool-Aid, you know, <laughs> like, but that the atmosphere really has a lot to do with it. And I think what's neat about all the craft breweries is the atmosphere of the brewery really lends itself to the beer. But when you take the beer home, it seems more true to the flavor that you remember from the experience originally. And oh, maybe 100%. that's just maybe that's just me. But I think that's I think there's definitely something to that. Oh, sure. I mean, I feel like it's, you know, if you're on vacation and you go have a, a, a special dish you maybe had never had before. And then you're back in your hometown and you go to a restaurant and see it on their menu and you go in heaven and you're like, it takes you right back to that vacation, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. for sure. And I think there's a lot of small uh, family-owned wineries around the country that are that are surviving on brew, uh, you know, making wine that they sell only to customers by the glass in their location when they come to see the band or do whatever. Uh, and they're not really pumping a lot of bottles out the door otherwise. And they can do that because they're of the scale. Yep. Uh, but it seems like with the craft beers, you know, people are always taking them home. You know, they always want more and they're always priding themselves on, you know, getting them from all over the place. For sure. Yeah. That's Even collecting cans. My dad used to collect cans all the time back in the day. I remember empty yeah. cans, like, oh, that's from that place or whatever else. And those, that wasn't even like necessarily the craft boom, uh, craft beer boom, obviously. It's just cans. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I collected growlers until growlers I sort of went extinct. I mean, they exist still, but on a very different 
format and platform yeah. than they used to be. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a different different world for sure. Uh, well, listen, Mark, you've got the you know the Mankato Craft uh, Mankato Craft Beer Expo. Expo Thank yep. you. I'm trying to MankatoCraftBeerExpo.com for any details for the weekend. Um, but again, I'll be back again next year too. So if you miss it, you got to mark your calendar right away. So yes, I'm assuming you do other uh, beer expos around the country, or do, is this like your full time gig? Uh, well, it was my full time gig for a long time. You know, we've done it for 15 years. We used to sure. have six a year annually, and then uh, COVID happened, right? And so uh-huh. with that, I chose to relocate to Arizona. And so coming back and forth is a little bit more, you know, it's just an extra obstacle, right? So we cut it down to two events okay. and, and we'll stay there for now, but you never know what the future leads. Maybe, uh, maybe the, the, the shift in the craft beer community will happen and we'll end up Putting on a whole bunch more again in the future. We, yeah. Only time will tell. Maybe we'll marry some barbecue to that and make, yeah, it, make, exactly. it, make it a party. There we go. In the meantime, it. we'll always be coming back to Mankato because this is one of the most fun communities that I've ever been a part of to be able to do an event in and the support of the community, the support of you guys. Um, it's it's second to none. Mankato is one of the best. Well, we appreciate that. We're excited to have you back again. So. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Mark. Uh, listen, uh, Mark Optal, right? Yep. And we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you know that? I yeah. Said that earlier. <laughs> yeah, we just covered all that. So, uh, well, listen, thanks for the parries. Thanks for the time. It was a pleasure to chat with you, and uh, hopefully we do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you remember what we say? Experiment and have fun. Now go fire that thing up. The Barbecue Show. Hashtag. With Stunt and Jake. Hashtag. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.